A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I know you care about the war in Israel right now. And you've been reading the headlines. Massacre in Gaza. Genocide perpetrated by Hamas. No, by Israel. But if you've been following long enough, you know one thing. This stuff seems complicated. And honestly, no one can really just pick a side or decide an opinion without really learning, without really knowing what you're talking about. And that's why I wanted to tell you about this podcast. Check out Unpacking Israeli History, now in its sixth season. They have episodes with topics ranging from what is Hamas anyway, to whether Israel should ransom captured soldiers, and the history of Israel and its disengagement from Gaza in 2005. Unpacking Israeli history cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to your podcasts. With what seems like an endless amount of information at our fingertips, we tend to forget that wondering about things is really part of the journey to finding answers we're looking for. So when it comes to the hot topics of Israel, Judaism, and Zionism, there's so much to wonder about right now that it's hard to know where to turn. Enter the latest weekly podcast from Unpacked, Wondering Jews with Michal and Noah. Join hosts and educator extraordinaires Michal Biton and Noam Weissman as they tackle these topics and the uncomfortable questions that surround them, with the goal of working towards the answers together with their listeners. No matter where you're from, if you've ever wondered about anything, this is the podcast for you. So check it out. Subscribe to Wandering Jews with Michal and Noam on your favorite podcast app today. Wandering Jews is brought to you by Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. Hey, Israel Story listeners, it's Mishi. So, as you know, during these incredibly difficult days, we're trying to bring you voices we're hearing among and around us. Not stories, just quick conversations, postcards, really, that try to capture slivers of life right now. Yesterday, we heard from Sasha Aryev, whose little sister Karina, a 19-year-old soldier, was kidnapped by Hamas. And the truth is that most of the stories we hear these days are about those who had the terrible, terrible misfortune, some by choice, others not, of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, at the center of the horrific violence. But today we want to shine a light on another segment of society that's been thrust into a new reality, a reality in which there's no school and no kindergarten, but there are frightened kids at home who are just trying to make sense of everything that's going on. Hey, Ariel. 
Hi, Mishi. Um, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Ariel Marcos. I'm a Jerusalemite, uh, married to Noam. I have four kids, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. Not in these times. I'm the chief strategy officer of an organization called Amaltikva, which helps build capacity for uh, organizations in the peace-building sphere um, here in Jerusalem, uh, cross-border Israel-Palestine. So, Ariel, I asked you to come in um, to talk a little bit about what your life is like now. So, what is your life like? Um, so, I'll start maybe from Saturday night. Um, my husband got the call, um, and he he drove up north. Um, and in the next morning, we went to my parents, and we spent the day just glued to the news and doing a puzzle, because we literally couldn't do anything else, and feeding the kids. Um, and over the last few days, I've started to map out the pieces of what it means to hold down the fort of my home and my four kids for an extended period of time. With my main counterpart, not available to talk. He um, has, he's up all night. He's in a locked chamal or like a safe room kind of thing. And he does communications work and he's not in any danger and he's in Israel, but he's just not available. So I started to map out what it means to, to do this work, to hold them down, to hold the kids, to take care of everybody without having my normal person to talk to and process with. That person who sits on the couch with me at the end of the day and is just like, you know, this, this really calming presence who, you know, he's not there. So I'm processing alone. I'm figuring out like what to do with the, um, how do you say Pikuda Orif in English? Uh, the, home front. the home front command. That message that came out that's like you have to have 72 hours worth of water for every person in your house. I don't do that math. Noam does that math. Like, I didn't even know to take it seriously. Do I take it seriously? How seriously do I take it? Like, do I need to make a, a list now? I, I didn't know. Like, that person who helps me figure out that stuff isn't there. And so it's like, in the last 24 hours, I've taken a really, really deep breath. And I'm starting to understand what it means to be the sole mountain of strength for the emotional health of four little people. And I'm, I'm getting there. And what does it mean? What to be the mountain of emotional health? Um... I'm a very intentional parent, even in normal times. Like, I pay a lot of attention to what comes out of my mouth for my kids. It doesn't mean that I'm not silly and goofy and tickling and sarcastic and we laugh a lot. Like, all that. But also, um, I'm very intentional. So, two days ago, um, we were at a friend's. Two days ago? Yesterday. Two days ago. I know. It feels like it's been a month. And my son, who's nine, who's incredibly emotionally intelligent and articulate and talks a lot, had like a breakdown. Everything came pouring out. Why is my Abba the only Abba who's been called to Miluim and all my friends' Abbas are home? Why are we here? Why can't I do, you know, why can't I go to school? And why is everything messed up? And I don't understand. And falling apart. And 
it's those moments you have to be a mountain, right? You have to like engulf him and say, hey, babe, I hear you. Yeah, it's really hard. I miss Abba too. Yeah, it's not great that nobody else's Abba was called up, but your Abba's awesome and he's a ninja and that's why he's called up and we're really proud of him. Take another deep breath. Dini, breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. Okay. I think you're hungry. Can I make you something? And then after I make you something, I think you should do what we planned, which is go to your friend's house. And then slowly you bring him down from that. But that means that your emotional state has to be able to think clearly enough to be able to recognize their distress and speak to their distress in that moment. So you have to make sure that you're on solid footing. And you have to figure out how to be on solid footing when the main person who holds that for you is not there. Like not even a phone call away most of the time. And what's it like to for four kids who are all at different stages of understanding what's going on and experiencing what's going on? Uh, it's a lot. Um, it's it's just a, like it's a lot of presence of thought, which is for probably why I haven't had breakfast and I am just sitting my having my first cup of coffee because you wake up and it's like each one comes at you with the different needs from the minute they wake up. You know, if it's if it's the two year old who comes in and like takes her pajamas off in my bed just to like be skin to skin. Like you just have to not yell at her and say, why are you taking your pajamas off? That's so silly. Go put your, you know, like, oh, okay, you need this right now. Here, I'm here. Let me hug you. And, you know, I sent my oldest to his grandfather today to play risk because somebody needs to hold all the words. And I'm kind of at capacity of holding all his words and his questions. And I like redirected it so I can get a break so that I can have, you know, my, my, my other, my, my third, who's five, like really relies on my husband and really misses him um, and trying to figure out every pocket of FaceTime that's possible so that she can see him and make sure he knows that when he, she sees him, reassure her, send her love, send her hugs, like make sure Abba's, Abba's there. He's thinking about you. He loves you. What would Abba do? Can I hug you like Abba hugs you? You know, like those kind of things. Um, and my seven-year-old, she's kind of amazing in that she thrives when she's not in routine and on like, you know, novelty and stuff. So she's like, oh, cool. Let's do that. Oh, cool. Let's do that. You know, like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, and so she seems she seems to be really unaffected by it. So that's also crazy. Like they are each processing this in completely different ways. And you don't want to put or introduce stress or anxiety or anything that, that they're not feeling. So it's like answering only the questions that they ask, not volunteering any information, making sure they don't see my phone, don't see me looking at the news, don't see any pictures, don't do any, don't bring in anything that's like there's enough anxiety and stress and terror present in the energy of the adults around them. We don't need to verify it with images, right? So. And Ariel, my last question is, people obviously are hearing a lot of stories and testimonies of survivors and families who have lost a loved one or there's someone in their family who's kidnapped or missing. Um, 
But is there anything that you would like people to know about what it's like to experience this in your home, in your city, um, in, far away from the events themselves, but still your entire life is different and, and turned upside down? Um, yeah, I feel like I, I almost like, like I want to say I'm good. Like there's so many people struggling and suffering so much more than I am. Um, but I think people should know that all of their expressions of support are incredibly meaningful. Like I've had people reach out to me who just had one Shabbat dinner at my house like three years ago and they're reaching out and it means so much to know that we're not, that the world is paying attention and that people are seeing our pain and that our pain has meaning. Um, and that, that we're going to need, I feel like we're might be, we're going to have to do this for a while. And so it's easy in the first few days, but to kind of keep in mind that we need to have that in a sustainable way that, that those expressions of support and to keep checking in and what can we do? And we're thinking of you. It really means a lot that we don't feel alone. Yeah. Thanks, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.